Welcome to season one, episode two of the Home Healthcare Today Show. It's American Heart Month. But we believe every day we should focus on heart health and heart wellness. We have the pleasure today of having Dr. Amir Kaki on our show. Dr. Kaki is an interventional cardiologist with the Heart and Vascular Institute. HVI has offices in Southfield, Detroit, and Dearborn. Dr. Kaki is a board certified interventional cardiologist. He is also a clinical professor in the School of Medicine at Wayne State University. Thanks for joining our show. And in addition to what he does at Wayne State and here at HVI, he is the, the director of Complex PCI at St. John's. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Kaki. Thank you, thank you for having me today. Doctor, please share with our listeners uh, via our podcast, as well as viewers via YouTube, what is your passion for heart health? Yeah, so um, I became interested in cardiology at a, at a young age. My father was a physician. Um, my uh, family on both sides had heart disease, and a lot of people were dying prematurely. And so I had a passion uh, for cardiology as, as a young person. It's since evolved to become my passion. One of my passions in life is uh, really educating my patients about how we could mitigate our risk from having heart disease, uh, how to treat patients with advanced heart disease, giving them hope when otherwise uh, they didn't have it. And so this is something that is very near and dear to me, very personal. And the good news is that, you know, with education, we could prevent a lot of heart conditions by just helping our patients understand what are the risk factors and how they could kind of modify their risk factors to decrease and mitigate their risk of having events in the future. Awesome, Doc. Awesome, Doc. You, you mentioned hope in there, you know, as well as, you know, education and training and as well as prevention. And, Doc, I first saw you on Channel 7. You were doing an interview about a very small heart pump, uh, and it was described as a life-saving device. So that was back last fall. And so you're seeing a lot of technological developments in the realm of heart health. What other developments are you seeing today as well as trends or devices? Yeah, so, you know, I'm an intermetric cardiology uh, and intermetric cardiologist, and I work a lot with device companies with innovation and how to make technology better so that we could treat more patients and be, you know, have better outcomes and safer procedures. So um, that's on the extreme side of the disease. So when people have very advanced disease, we need devices and heart pumps and stents and balloons. But on the other side of the disease uh, is prevention. And so what we're seeing now is very potent medications that are available now to reduce people's cholesterols, uh, otherwise cholesterols that were resistant to kind of tr traditional medications. Now we have new medications uh, that could really bring the cholesterols down significantly and uh, prevent heart attacks and strokes in some of these patients. So it doesn't matter the spectrum of heart disease that you have, if it's very advanced and complicated, now we have new therapies that are involving that are more invasive. And if you have heart disease that's not as advanced, we have a lot of very good medications that we could try to treat people with to avoid having the extreme side effects of heart disease. This is helpful, very helpful, doctor, and encouraging. You mentioned cholesterol, 
right? Uh, and we often hear tips, you know, about watching your cholesterol level, watch our weight, our, our diet, yeah. uh, body mass index, try to manage stress, you know, like how we were, you know, yeah. hitting, the, hitting the pads with the gloves out there, you know, uh, and staying active. And even an aspirin a day. I think my grandmother lived by that, take an aspirin a day. Do you have any other recommendations for folks besides some of those general things yeah. we often hear? So one of my recommendations for folks is uh, we need uh, our patients to understand that they need to take ownership of their health care. Mm. And what I mean by that is when you go to the doctor, you should ask the doctor, you should know what your numbers are. So I want to know what is my LDL cholesterol? What is my blood pressure? Mm. What is my target goal? And yes. have we achieved that? And, you know, also understand, you know, speak to the nutritionist, understand what foods are good for you, understand how to count calories or at least understand the nutrients that you're taking when you're going shopping. And so I think what's important for patients is we need to start empowering patients and move away from being paternalistic and telling patients to do A, B, and C. We should be educating patients and empowering them so they can understand, you know, what their risk factors are and understand what they could do to change them, you know. The yeah. doctors could only do so much. It really is gonna start with the patient. Yeah, and uh, we really have to empower our patients and educate them and arm them with the tools and education so that they can understand what they need to be doing to take care of their body. Absolutely, doctor. And at, in terms of the patient, the patient being in the, in the driver's seat and uh, sort of taking control of understanding their health condition and then having conversations with their physician. We know that with heart ailments and heart disease, there's several comorbidities that come along with it, right? Um, how can we help, I guess, clients um, that are homebound or those that aren't necessarily homebound combat some of those tough comorbidities such as alcoholism, yeah. you know, diabetes, anemia, and the like. Um, so how would, you, how would you go about addressing yeah, so I think, uh, again, spend, a lot of this stuff is preventable. So people who consume alcohol, if they're consuming it in low to moderate amounts, it's unlikely that it's going to have ill effects on their heart or other organs for that matter. Mm -hmm. But understand that excess in alcohol causes damages not only to your heart, yes. to your liver, to other organs in the body. Yes. And so understanding that, you know, we have to let patients know that, you know, if you're having alcohol, it should be definitely in moderation. It should not be abused. And the other interesting thing about alcohol is if you quit taking drinking alcohol, if you have damages, particularly to your heart, there's a high likelihood that the heart can recover. Wow. That being said, yes. if you have liver disease as a result of alcoholism, it's unlikely that the heart, is, the, excuse me, that the liver is going to recover. Other things like, for example, smoking. People don't understand that if you just quit smoking, it's much more effective. Uh, at preventing a stroke or a heart attack than any of the medications that I could prescribe you. Wow. So that's just a simple thing, quit smoking, but uh, it's a very uh, powerful addiction with nicotine. So there's ways that we could get people to quit smoking. We have medications, you do psychotherapy, you could do hypnosis, you could go to group therapy. And uh, some things don't work for everyone, but you know, I encourage my patients to try, try and keep trying until you stop. So again, goes back to the theme of earlier about ownership. So yes. if, you know, you're concerned about your health, you want to live, you got reasons to live, you shouldn't be smoking, you shouldn't be overindulging in alcohol, 
You should know what you're eating and taking into your diet. Absolutely, you Dr. And we need to really get people out to exercise. And you can see <laughs> right now the weather is very cold and not amenable to being outside. Right. You could still do exercises. You saw what you and I did. Yep. You could jump rope at your house. You could go to the mall and walk. So there's a lot of ways to overcome uh, you know, barriers that we sometimes believe are perceived to prevent us from taking care of ourselves. But you know, with dedication, you could do it. Absolutely, Doctor. Very well said, sir. Uh, Doc, uh, in your introduction, you did share a, a personal side of yourself uh, in view of your passion uh, for heart health. Uh, you mentioned uh, your parents uh, and heart disease, and you and I have that in common, yeah. you know, uh, with both, both of my parents, right? Um, so in view of heredity, right, yeah. how can we mitigate, you know, heredity, right? Knowing, you know, when you hear it, every day that heart disease is the leading cause of death in America yeah. and then folks think about their own family history and the like we want them to turn off the tube from that respect and then of course commemorate the lives of loved ones you know that have passed on but how do we start reversing some of that yeah. heredity if you will yeah so there's when we talk about risk factors for heart disease we have two types you have the modifiable and the non-modifiable your genetics can't be modified. So, you know, if you have, you know, pre genetic predisposition to develop heart disease, you're at higher likelihood than a counterpart who doesn't have that predisposition. That being said, it doesn't mean, you know, that you're going to have heart disease, particularly if you look at the modifiable risk factors that we talked about, like making sure that you don't get diabetes, making sure that you exercise, you control your weight, you don't smoke, exactly. you don't overindulge in alcohol. So the, what I encourage patients to do is the, the things that you can change, yes. you need to modify. The modify things those. that you can't, understanding the limitations that you can't. Wonderful, Doc. This is so great. Uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial, you know, pay some bills, hear from our sponsor, and then have a few more questions and conversation. We are beating the pandemic here in Metro Detroit. But to no surprise, there's another cold Winter, winter season ahead of us. Thus, allow American Advantage Home Care to come into your home to provide safe, high quality, skilled nursing and physical therapy services. Choose a home health care team that never, ever drops the ball. All right, we're back at it here with uh, Dr. Amir Kathy at the Heart and Vascular Institute. Doctor, once a client um, or a prospective client has been diagnosed with heart disease or heart disorder, what are the next steps for that client? Yeah, so Dr. Moore, I just wanted to just correct you briefly. A patient, I consider these folks that come see me patients rather than clients. Yes, sir. So uh, I think that's an important distinction because we're here to serve uh, the patients. Uh, that being said, when patients get referred to me, the first thing I do is speak to them about what their symptoms are yes. and see what we could do to uh, basically diagnose them. So oftentimes, based on their symptoms, they get diagnostic testing. Yes. And based on their risk factors for developing heart disease, we have a conversation about risk factor modification. Oftentimes, that includes diet, exercise, and, uh, and potentially medications. This is good, Doctor, and I, I appreciate that, that clarification. I really do. Um, oftentimes in the um, for-profit sector, if you will, 
uh, individuals are referred to, you know, obviously as clients, but we're in the humanities, you know, most certainly. And uh, we take, you know, our patients very seriously and, and take their lives very, very seriously, Doc. So I, I appreciate that clarification. I certainly do. Doc, with that being said, um, some of our patients, uh, even in, in home health, uh, have angst uh, and anxiety, if you will, about going to a physician, let alone a cardiologist. How could we help uh, our patients to have a better understanding about non-invasive procedures or in some cases invasive procedures that are needed to increase their own quality of life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of patients who are anxious and sometimes hesitant, rightfully so, to pursue uh, health care. And I think what's important for the patient is to really develop, find a physician who you have faith in, who you trust, and develop a bond with that person. And most physicians, and I can say this with confidence, actually have the patient's interest at heart yes. and are trying there to help you, uh, you know, or to prevent you from having something bad happen to you. And so I think it works both ways. I think the patient needs to have a little bit of faith mm -hmm. uh, in their, the healthcare provider. And I think the healthcare provider has to make it clear to the patient, as you mentioned, we're not here for profit, we're here as humanitarians to try to help our brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Very good. Yes, sir, Doc. Going back with trust, going back with faith, this is an excellent segment, opportunity for us to, you know, an observation of February being Black History Month as well as American Heart Month, uh, March, uh, National Kidney Month, uh, Concerns, Doc, um, about the healthcare disparities. Some of the outcomes uh, are a bit divergent at best uh, between various groups. Uh, some of it could be based upon socioeconomics, some of it could be based upon zip code and the like. Doc, how can we start to break down some of the walls uh, that some groups face in getting access to quality care and thus? receiving better outcomes on the other end once yeah. they participate in the process. Yeah, you bring up a great point, um, and it's something that I've uh, dedicated a lot of, of, of my training to and a lot of uh, my practice to is trying to narrow the gap in the disparities of healthcare, particularly in, in my practice, which is predominantly African-American patients. What I've observed when I came to Detroit from New York City yes. is that African-American patients, inner-city African-American patients, we're less likely to get more invasive procedures yes. uh, and complex invasive procedures than a white counterpart. And I'm very proud to say that um, we, uh, myself, including other physicians, including Dr. Schreiber, Dr. Elder, yes. Dr. Muhammad, Cindy Grimes, a group of us, yes. you know, took care of a predominantly African-American population when we studied that and we published our results and what we showed is that Although this population of patients were less likely to get treated, once they are treated, they actually have just as good as outcomes as a white counterpart, which leads me uh, to, to the belief that um, there's no reason why minorities, women who've been underrepresented, African Americans have been underrepresented in healthcare and research, why uh, we should not be able to break down these barriers. and. That's a, a, a big goal in my career is to make sure that there's equity regardless of your race, 
regardless of your gender, yes. regardless of your ability to pay, yeah. regardless of your age. I think that all patients are entitled to high quality cardiovascular care, regardless of any of those factors. Absolutely, Doc. And Doc, you, you put your actions, you put your research and your work and your outreach right in great alignment with your words. And thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, you open up your doors here in Southfield yeah. at Heart and Vascular Institute today to uh, allow us to come in and even give me your home address to, to come see you to get the information, right? Yeah. Get the information to share with the masses. So that is greatly appreciated, Doc. So speaking of home and you invite me out on a Saturday morning to your home, right? Once a patient is recovering and that patient uh, is somewhat homebound uh, due to their recovery from a a, a procedure? Yeah. Yep. Um, why should families or caregivers, why should they con consider home health or home health care via nursing or physical therapy as a viable option? Yeah, because uh, yeah, that part uh, of the patient's spectrum is, is a part of their treatment. So when I operate on someone's heart and we put a stent in, it's not over. The patient has to take medications. They have to engage in cardiac rehab. If patients have a cardiac surgery, heart surgery, yes. they may be in the hospital for three to four days, but when they go home, they have to be able to ambulate. They have yes. to, to be able to work with an incentive spirometer to take deep breaths, have breathing exercises. So it doesn't stop. The treatment doesn't stop when you leave the hospital. And that's why it's so important, at least in the home healthcare sector, that you have dedicated healthcare professionals yes. who are gonna come into your home, who are trusted, who are gonna help you recover and heal. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have family members that could do that, that's wonderful. Not all of us do. Right. And if you don't, and a trusted health, you know, home health care organization like, your, like yourself exactly. uh, could come in there and add tremendous value to the patient's treatment and the patient's well-being. And that, and that should not be understated. This is wonderful, Doug. Indeed, indeed. And that's where American Advantage Home Care is here to help um, with patients all throughout Metro Detroit. And that's what we do, Doctor. Thank you kindly. Speaking of um, American Advantage, how about Heart and Vascular Institute? Are you currently accepting new patients, Doctor? And if so, how should we connect uh, caregivers, family members, uh, primary care physicians? How can we direct them to the Heart and Vascular Institute? Yeah, so there's various ways. Uh, the easiest way is to call our office. Uh, mm -hmm. Our office number is 313-993-7777. Uh, we have three locations, Detroit, Southfield, and Dearborn. So geographically, we're preferable for you and easier. We will, we'd be happy to see you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have a motto at our institution that, you know, patients first and all patients are treated uh, with the respect and the gratitude of a family member. Uh, we take that very seriously Wonderful. and uh, if anybody has any other experience uh, with us i'd like to know about it and we'll recommend absolutely doc and uh also heart team right heartteam.com is the uh domain name the uh url website address for the heart and vascular institute dr kaki this has been wonderful Thank it's you. been a great time here with you in your office here in southfield look forward to continuing a great working relationship with you and and your patients um, yes, as we wrap up season one, episode two of the Home Health Care Today show, it has once again been a distinct pleasure and honor to sit here with Dr. Amir Kaki. Feel free to uh, reach out, ask questions, we'll direct them to the heart team because our mission is to ensure that you live a life 
full of promise, potential, wellness, and great health. Thanks again. Start feeling good, right? <laughs> <laughs>